It's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. So let's talk about the uh, the anti-vax uh, demonstrations that we saw yesterday, many of them targeting hospitals in, in British Columbia. We heard the president of the uh, Canadian, or the BC, doctors of BC this morning, mm-hmm. expressing, I thought, in really powerful terms, just how... Uh, upsetting this is for uh, hospital workers who are taking care of people who are sick to look outside and see people an anti-vax rally right outside a hospital when there's unvaccinated people uh, so sick inside these were very aggressive um, mean-spirited ignorant mass of people outside hospitals making a ton of noise when you know hospitals have quiet zones for a reason it's to help in the recovery of patients you know it's not like they're in soundproof rooms so they were disrupting uh, healthcare. They were abusing healthcare workers. They did it at hospitals. Uh, we had a rally here in the front lawn of the legislature. I've never had legislature security all my years tell me, you might want to avoid these people. We've had a lot of protests on the front lawn uh, over various issues, and I've never had a, a protective service person say, I'd stay away from those people, Keith, because, again, they didn't trust them. They thought these people were were threatening they were ignorant uh, i was spat on at the very beginning i just went out to take a look at it and someone tried to spit on me and swore at me and demanded i start telling the truth what's yeah. going on out there yeah. so uh, but again i look around you and i are in a community where we've got 90 percent of the population with at least one dose of vaccine that is where the public in victoria is at in metro vancouver most communities are well over 80%, but are approaching 90% in Metro Vancouver. So VGH was surrounded by these. this mob, is in a community with about 90% vaccination rate. That's where the public's at. I thought it was interesting that I, walk, I walked by the, uh, the rally in the front of the legislature yesterday too, and I noticed later in some of the news coverage that one of the speakers at this thing was the owner of the uh, Sunnyside Cafe. Mm-hmm. This is the guy who in, in uh, Victoria, Squam- in Squamalt, suburban Victoria, who's got a restaurant and he's become, I guess, one of the leading business voices against the vaccine passport. He said he would not, he would not enforce the passport. Mm-hmm. And there he popped up as a, as a speaker at this rally too. And I just thought to myself, you know, that's an interesting or kind of maybe a weird business move because he's now rebranded his business. His business, I've eaten at his restaurant because... They I, got, I won't be going there. Well, that's the thing. Like you know, I went there because they. I was heard they had the best eggs Benedict in town, and I went there and it was and it was good. And I thought they've got his his brand has now changed from the best eggs Benedict in town to the anti vaxxer restaurant in town. Yeah, the anti vaxxer restaurant. And I just it, like like is this a smart business move? Or what? Yeah, Squamish got I think eighty four percent of the population is vaccinated. There are uh, less than two thousand people in Squamish who have, who have not been vaccinated. Yeah. So he's just cut off his, uh, if, if people want to choose to eat there on that basis, and I think a lot of people will. I'm, I'm not going to his business. That's, that's he's got sure. the anti-vaxxer business, though. But the anti-vaxxer right. business, <laughs> Small he, he does it, so, which is like 10% of the population at most. Yeah. You know, just because you're not vaccinated doesn't mean you're one of these aggressive anti-vaxxers. I, yeah. thought, I thought the rallying outside of hospitals was is grotesque. It is. Because when you think about well, it. These, these people are grotesque. Well, you know, if they get, if any of the people in that crowd end up getting sick with COVID, which I don't. I don't wish on anyone, so I hope none of them do. But if they did, don't the discount first, the possibility. The first place they're going to run are the, these hospitals. Well, how many how many instances have we seen, particularly in the United States, where a loud anti aggressive anti vaxxers have suddenly found themselves in ICU wards? 
you know, the leaders of, of some of these movements. We saw someone in Texas suddenly admitted to an ICU ward with, uh, with uh, COVID-19. And we're seeing this on an increasing basis because the Delta variant is so transmissible. If you're, you're really uh, playing Russian roulette here, particularly if you're an older person, or if you're over the age of 60 and you're refusing to get vaccinated, you're playing Russian roulette. Yeah, and if they do get sick and they go to the hospital, of course, they will not be turned away. And the healthcare workers that they're harassing, they're the first ones that they will be running to and mm-hmm. pleading for help if they get sick. An irony so, that I'm sure is lost on them. I, you know, I mean, it, it is disappointing. But, you know, it's one thing to keep in mind, I guess, is this very small segment. I mean, some yeah. of these, some of the crowd, the crowd in Vancouver was big, though. I mean, it was, I don't know. Yeah, this was an organized National Day of protest. So, yeah. you know, you were going to have much bigger, concentrated, organized rallies than uh, normally would. We've had, we've had anti-vax rallies on the front line of legislation before with like 30 people. You know, 40 yeah. people. This was obviously a different type of protest. They've got brought people from around the region. But again, the capital region, 90% vaccinated. Oak Bay, 93%, I believe. Sydney, 94%. James Bay, Fern, um, Fairfield, where we are right now, is 92%. Um, yeah, but the capital is a heavily vaccinated region. So these people, very much a minority, but a vocal one. Let's talk about the uh, the vaccine passport, which is coming in in uh, very short order here in BC. And there's still a lot of, I think, legitimate questions mm-hmm. around how this vaccine passport and the BC vaccine card is, is going to work. Well, you and I talked yesterday perhaps about uh, not immediate enforcement. And I noticed Quebec is announced in a sort of a two-week phasing on this. There's a, not going to be immediate enforcement. It began yesterday. They're the first province to start. Ontario, Manitoba, and BC are also going to be with, with vaccine uh, passport requirements, but Quebec was the first to start. Apparently, it went fairly well yesterday. There were no confrontations. There was no reports of anything like that, but there's a two-week sort of hiatus, I suppose. Could we see the same t- thing? Like, enforcement. The thing in BC right now, as it stands now, is September 13th mm-hmm. is the day that this kicks in, and as it was described to me by Adrian Dix, the health minister, that's the day this becomes enforceable, but I wonder if they might announce a similar two-week phase-in. Or just because look the other way. You don't have to announce it. Just, I mean, again, enforcement is, is it's going to be interesting, whether it's self-enforced at restaurants or whether you're actually going to see people call the police. I kind of doubt the police are going to get heavily involved in this. I can't see how you can have widespread enforcement of this right off the bat when the same day it kicks in is the day that the secure website is supposed to be up and running where you'll be able to go online and get the QR code mm-hmm. on your phone. So, I mean, like, you know, first of all, I wonder if that website's going to be able to, will crash day one, <laughs> but... How can you start enforcing something when people haven't even got the card in their phone? They're, they'll have to phase it in. I, I, w- I would think so. But yeah. uh, again, I, I think the goal right now is to also use the, uh, the, the passport requirement as motivation to get vaccinated. Already we are seeing a significant uptick in registrations to get vaccinated since this thing was announced. We were you know, trucking along at 3,000 people a day sort of thing. Now it's upwards of 10,000, 12,000 people a day are signing up to get vaccinated, and that's good. Okay, I think there's still legit questions around how the vaccine card system is going to work. Let me play a clip here for you from Adrian Dixon. It's interesting to hear on the news how the uh, transit police in Vancouver are saying they're not going to enforce the mask mandate right now because they're waiting for instructions from government. I don't know what kind of instructions they need, but there are still complaints from law enforcement saying, like, wait a minute, we're supposed to enforce this stuff now? Mm -hmm. You haven't consulted with us on this. Now, here's Adrian Dixon on this precise point. Who will enforce the vaccine passport? Have a listen. In terms of enforcement, it will be enforced as other rules are enforced. This will be a public health order 
and it'll be enforced both by public health, by bylaw officers, perhaps in some cases, and if necessary, under circumstances, by the police, just like all of the other rules and all the other circumstances uh, uh, the, and all the other laws we have in society. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, if you go back to the beginning of this, when we had these new rules come in, it was bylaw officers, uh, it was uh, inspectors who enforced house parties uh, in gatherings improperly uh, with crowds. Um, those were enforced, uh, and but then they, they stopped being an issue over time. If you call, but we had all those fines at the, at the beginning. I haven't heard much uh, talk about fines since then, about, yeah. about situation. We had a, an incident at UBC, on the a uh, couple of days ago, a frat party yeah. was was busted up. The yeah. RCMP came in. Uh, people are going to get fined. That will happen, I think, uh, in certain instances on this. But I I really be surprised to see the RCMP or uh, VPD going restaurant to restaurant checking on whether this is being. Well, they don't have the resources to do that. No, and I think most people don't want them to do that. They want yeah. them to do what you think police are usually doing, which is trying to go after really bad guys. All right, welcome back. It's Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. Lots of phone calls here. Paul and Delta. Hi, Paul. Hey, guys. Um, I'm going to try to keep my composure because after what I saw yesterday, I'm utterly disgusted with that whole group of of the lowest level. Keith, I'm sorry someone spit at you. That that should never happen. Um, you know, it's my wife's a frontline nurse, and she's mm. in the thick of it every day. How dare they block those ambulances? How dare they ridicule our healthcare workers. I am so upset. They think they're upset. You watch the people that are against these guys. We're going to go in numbers and we're going to protest against them. Yeah, well, I think you speak for a lot of people. I hope this doesn't go down a path, though, of confrontations uh, with uh, you know people rightly being upset by this group's behavior. But again, I really hope people don't push back in terms of confronting them I, you know you do have a peaceful right, right to protest and that's allowed uh, it's unfortunate these people tried to well they did it at a hospital the worst possible situation absolutely unacceptable but let's not get into a confrontational mode here of taking them on in the streets so to speak you know, like targeting a hospital, I just think is is a bizarre tactic if well, you're trying to win people over. Maybe that's not what this is about. This is very similar to um, the aggressive anti-abortion protesters in the 80s. Well, and the government brought in a law on that. Bubble zone law. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, if, if these people want to keep this up, should a bubble zone law be brought in to prevent them from get, getting access anywhere near a health facility? Let's go to Scott on the line in Surrey. Hi, Scott. You know, it's absolutely amazing to me how quickly you want to give away rights in this country. I am fully vaccinated, but I am absolutely 100% against showing your papers like this is Nazi Germany of 1939. Well, you have to show photo ID in a lot of situations. You know, I also think that a comparison to Nazi Germany is really... Completely out of line. It's almost always an inappropriate thing because I, I think it belittles the experience of went through the horror of war, and especially the Holocaust. And so those type of comparisons, I, I just don't think yeah. that, that, that they're warranted. Like I said, I think there are some legitimate questions about how this vaccine passport is going to work. Um, the lack of an exemption, a medical exemption, for example, for, for people who can't take the vaccine. I think that's a sort of a glaring omission that, by the way, the B.C. liberals are questioning today. Uh, and, and so did the Human Rights Commissioner of B.C., who was a guest on my show earlier this mm -hmm. week. Um, but you know, so there's some legitimate questions around it, but some of the, some of the language is over the top. Uh, John and Kamloops say, hey, John. Yes. Good morning. Hi. I would like to know, we had a chap or somebody threw eggs at the 
protesters yesterday, and he got charged with assault, or they got charged with assault. Yet we have the protesters spitting on health care workers, leaving their job or trying to go to work, get spat upon, and they don't get charged. There's something wrong with this picture. Yeah, I, I'm not, I wasn't aware that someone was charged for throwing eggs. That's interesting. Uh, I'm not sure that'll necessarily see, see light at the end of the day. But um, again, this is this is a, a situation we don't really have a lot of experience with. I mean, is it assault to spit on someone? I don't think you're going to see the law. Sure it is. But yeah, I, don't think, I don't think you're going to see the courts get heavily involved in something like this. Let's go to Steve in Coquitlam. Hey, Steve. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I'll be real quick. Uh, after seeing that protest yesterday, I was appalled, and I'm sure a lot of people were. And in my opinion, we really have to get these uh, passport, uh, uh, I say get digital cards. Now we know what kind of people they are. They have to be kept out of these places. Trouble will just start with these I'll call them low lives. Thank you very much for taking my the, call. The, pro- the challenge, I think, is going to be, and Keith, you and I have talked about this, is you take a look at the vaccination rates. Like, we just went over some of the vaccination rates in the large urban municipalities in the lower mainland and, and Victoria. Very high vaccination rates, typically. But when you start going out into the north and interior of British Columbia, where you've got lower vaccination rates, this is where the vaccine passport yeah. could run into there, trouble. There are 20 community health um, centers or, or regions in the in the north separate ones that have vaccine rates of less than 70 percent right which means basically very ineffective that's almost every northern health uh, center with the exception of downtown prince george and urban quinnell and urban uh, smithers everywhere else fort st john uh, barely over 60 percent um dawson creek hasn't cracked 60 percent yet and those numbers really haven't changed that much let's go to jesse on the line in abbotsford hi jesse Hi there. Hi, go ahead. Um, okay, so I, I personally, I'm an RN, so I'm a healthcare worker, and I would like to kind of weigh in on what happened in, uh, with the protest. Sure. So just really quickly, I'll give a little bit of context. I've been a home care nurse, nurse for six years, and over the last 18 months, you know, we, we cared for our patients, we cared for COVID patients, and something that people don't know if they're not in healthcare, if they haven't had experience with COVID, is we also work a lot with the COVID patients' families. So we were, you know, unvaccinated through that whole thing. Anyhow, this has to come back to the protest because that protest that occurred yesterday was actually organized by the Canadian frontline nurses. So this group represents tens of thousands of nurses all across Canada that um, are hesitant or cautious or have not yet taken the vaccine because they're, they're not sure or maybe they can't, maybe they will. But these nurses are nurses that are still wanting to work amidst this um, mandate that's being put in place. So the whole purpose of this protest, and first, I, the first thing I wanted to say is that I apologize for anyone that bad on this other co-host. That, to me, is crazy, and I feel really sad that that the okay. few... For, Okay, Jesse, well, th- thank you for your call. Well, I've heard, I've heard this argument. You know, they, they are trying to make this argument. Oh, this was organized by healthcare workers. Yeah, well, I've not well, seen a lot of evidence of that. And well, yeah. it's, un- it's unconscionable for a healthcare worker to block access to a healthcare facility and to protest and to disrupt what's going on in a healthcare facility. You're not keeping to your, your code of conduct here, folks. 